the tea with Novi and Jordy. I'm so listening to this. I only do bougie. I honestly don't really like anyone. Just fuck everyone else. I'm a bad bitch. I'm just letting my lashes grow. If it's not pink and glittery, we, we don't, don't want it. it. This was not on my itinerary. Don't be such a fucking brat. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, brats. Welcome back to episode three. Thanks for coming back if you're here again. Again. Uh, let's start with a bottom up. up. Cheers. Cheers. I just spilled that all over me. I feel like I do that kind of every dribbled. fucking week. Kind of oh. dribbled down my lip. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Well, welcome back. This week is going to be fun. Honestly, we totally thought about a completely <laughs> different episode. And I got to Jordan's house and she looked at me and she's like, we're changing the topic. Literally, so, like, I I don't know. I just feel like this is what we need to talk about this week. Like, we've been hot on talking about it with each other for a while. Let's throw into it. But before that, let's hot topic really quick. Let's just bring up the whole Nicki Minaj and Meg the Stallion drama. I think it's a good one, too, because I'm a big Megan fan. And I'm you're- a fat. I, I'm a Barb, like, through and through. She's I- all about Nicki. That's my favorite female rapper. But let me tell you, she got dragged. Well, not only that, but like she wouldn't have even gotten as dragged as she did if she would have held herself a little bit better. Like the fact that she is going about everything the way she is, it's giving desperate. It's giving (laughs) not queen energy like she puts off. Do not make yourself look like you are a queen acting as a peasant. But at the same time, I'm sorry. I don't understand how Nikki can talk about Megan's mom. Period. I mean, there's a lot of lows of lows, but talking about don't don't speak ill on the dead. Like she came onto her live saying something regarding to resuscitating Megan's mom and apologizing to her for something that Megan had done. Who are you to fucking bring up what Megan did to her mom or anything along right. those lines? I had nothing to do with you. Yep. So for you to bring up her mom that's dead is a whole nother scoop of low. None of your business. Regardless, it makes you look like it, you look like a sad bitch. And yeah. I love you. Like I am a barb through and through, but your barbs even are over here like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, and I'm sorry, but if I'm sorry you got mad that your husband and your brother are fucking weirdos. Right. Like, like she didn't even say your fucking name. Sorry that no, it, the line shoe fits. In, the line in her song is, these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be mad at Megan's law. Which Megan's law has to do with being on the sex offender registry, which, yes, both Nicki Minaj's husband and brother are both on sex offender registry the fact that she didn't even throw an actual dig at her and she still took it offensively that's on you if the shoe fits tie that bitch up and wear it i run always a say fucking that shit. marathon in that bitch facts i feel like this kind of ties into this week honestly absolutely um, i feel like so friendship breakups are going to be the topic this week i've been through some rough friendship breakups i don't know if you know me you know that i don't fucking like people so I have a lot of acquaintances, but you're for me like, to- she's like a person. If she likes you, she likes you like she she fucks with you. You're if- in my fucking circle. I will ride hard for you, period. But if I don't like you, I don't like you. Right. Um, And I have a lot of acquaintances. I have a lot of people that like, you're cool. I'm going to say what's up when I see you. But 
for like my friends and my tight circle, there's only a few in there. And so I haven't really had like a lot of friend breakups, but the ones that I did have definitely have fucked me up. Right. It doesn't even have to be like an extensive, like hard friend breakup. Like it could be me and this girl don't vibe anymore. Like we only ever bond if we're drinking or we only ever bond if X, Y, Z. Right. You know, those are a lot of friendships that I had to take out of my life because I didn't see any growth past partying, (laughs) partying, period. And so, you know, in my young era, I found a lot of those. And also, sometimes you just don't vibe with people and that's okay. Like you, it's hard to learn how to cut off those friendships and just kind of put them to bed and not wish those people ill will. But at the same time, telling them that you guys aren't going on the same path. Right. And, you know, I feel like when you have kids. That it, one's hard. That one's hard because you almost feel like you're in a different world than other people mm-hmm. who don't have kids right. yet. And your friends who don't have kids yet. And that's not saying you can't have friends that don't have kids, but. It's just two different worlds. I mean, on a Saturday with a kid. With somebody that doesn't have kids, they're probably going to go to the bar. They're probably going to go party or whatsoever. My Saturday night is kicking it at my house, probably cleaning my house, watching a movie with my son. Right. It's just two different worlds. The friendships that don't, not that don't benefit you, because that almost sounds fucked up up or Selfish. selfish. But yeah, if they don't bring you any value... If you aren't bringing any value to me as I am bringing to you or almost the reciprocating type of thing, the same kind of energy that I'm putting out to you, I just, I'm at the point in my life where I kind of just want to put those to bed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they don't deserve like any of my time or and energy. And what's crazy is that, bro, these people are homies. The joy is that we don't fucking share blood. Right. I don't ever... We can literally go separate ways and we never have to fucking talk again. We never have to see each other again. I was best friends with this girl in high school. I mean, me and her didn't really like end badly. We were best friends in high school, though. I mean, inseparable. Right. Like I was saying, you don't wish people ill will. You just fall off on different paths. I don't really even remember what we fell off on, but I do remember I almost beat her up in the fucking locker room and I got kicked, like literally kicked out of PE for the rest of the year, got an F on my transcript for it. Like you're not allowed back at PE. But (laughs) after that, like me and her just never like started talking again. And it's weird because we had a lot of fallouts back in high school and stuff. But after that one fallout, we just went our separate ways. So it's it's hard. It is. Friendship, like the thing about friendship breakups is, you know, you Spend the first 15, 20 years of your life knowing, you know, I'm going to find a boy at some point. But when you find a friend and you find a good friend who is your rock, your solid, your ride or die, you know, you guys create this almost relationship more Mm -hmm. than you would with a boyfriend or somebody who... Your family. Your family, anybody. I tell this person, literally, they know everything about you, dude. Right. I have told, like, you or like you know my other homies you guys know 10 times more than my family and I have fucking 12 siblings so I have a lot of people I could tell (laughs) and I still tell my homegirls more than I would tell my family right I feel like when you have that breakup with somebody that's such a strong bond it's usually something fucking traumatic very our our trauma stories today today is the same fucking human being like Can I just talk about real quick that I'm a bitch, you're a bitch, 
And we're twin sisters. I'm a bitch, you're a bitch, and we both twin sisters. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry, but to the one that tried to fucking dog us on that, bro, I'm going to ride with that for the rest of my life. Like, thank you, baby girl. You just gave us a theme song. (laughs) 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 No, um, her name is... Herbie. Herbie. We talked about her in last... Was it last episode? First episode? One of the episodes. I brought her up a little bit on... um, it was last episode and you asked like what beef I have and I kind of talked on it just briefly but I can say that there's just I don't know like there's more to it I guess you could say it was like a quick little story but that shit really fucked me up like I'm not gonna fucking like I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it like that shit fucked me up that was literally my sister ride or die I mean my her family fucking we did holidays together um I lived with her through high school like Straight ride or die. And for something so traumatic to happen in my life, it's just, I could never fucking do it to somebody else. Like, that's just, right. that's no, the hard part of breakups is like, I would never fucking do what you've done to me. Right. And especially in in such hard times. like Losing someone is a whole different ballgame. Like, I don't know. Of course, everybody knows that death happens, right? That's when we're born. That's what we're going to fucking do. We're all going to die, right? That's part of life. But when it fucking happens, that shit takes a toll on you. And it hasn't even been five months and I still cry about it. I mean, I literally just texted you two days ago that I fucking miss Andrew. So that shit is still fucking with me. And I still have day one feelings like it just happened today. So for you to not be there, it's just, I don't know. I could never do that to somebody else. Like, I couldn't imagine you losing Shasta and me just never being there for you. Right. I don't know what I would have done without my without November and without you know circle my circle when I when my best friend passed away like dog I wouldn't have got through that shit no like literally um and it's sad because like you're still going through it you know like it doesn't just fucking stop and a lot of people bring that up you know like same like you just said like I sent you pictures and videos of her just last night you know and a lot of people like to bring up how long you're supposed to grieve And there's not a fucking time limit on it. You know, some people it's going to hit them for a month and some people it's going to hit them for fucking five years or a lifetime. When my mom died, you know, I was 15. So I didn't know shit. Like I didn't know anything. And I, you know, the first two years it was hard, but it was more of like, okay, my mom's gone. You know, I'm, I got, I need to learn how to maneuver through life without her, but I didn't actually deal with it till a couple months ago. Right. And I feel like been, even now you don't it's like. It's been going on 11 years tomorrow. Holy shit. No way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. We'll set some balloons off for her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, crazy. But, you know, it grieving has no time and it doesn't it doesn't get easier. You get used to it is right. how I put it. And it's crazy because so I was best friends with another girl named Kate um, and me and her were two peas in a fucking pod like straight up pretty much since day one we moved to Hawaii together we got matching tattoos we have done fucking anything and everything together all the way to fucking Texas to Texas to to Hawaii to like I mean being strippers you know like I mean we've done it all um and she knows anything um but she knows everything about me and me and her had a fallout and it wasn't really even a fallout. It really was because like what you were talking about in the beginning, when you have a baby and someone that doesn't have a baby, you just live two different lives completely. And so 
we didn't like ever have a fallout. We didn't ever fight or have an argument or anything that ended it. It was just, I became a mom and she was still living her life. She lived up in Portland. And so I had my own personal, but you know, she lived in Portland and I had a baby. And of course I had my own feelings towards it. And so instead of talking about it, I pretty much just didn't talk to her at all. You know, instead of telling her like, bitch, you're my best friend. What the fuck? You're supposed to be here. Like, I have a baby. This is supposed to be like your fucking... Be next to me. I don't care if you don't have one. Right. Um. And so me and her ended up having a fallout, but I can say literally me and her ended up talking again and stuff when I lost Andrew. She right. was one of the first people to fucking reach out to me and straight up be like, I'm so sorry. You're right. I'm here for you every step of the way. Um. She lost a significant other, RIP Talon, furious motherfucking Talon. Rest in peace, Talon. He was a fucking badass um but she lost her significant other so she understands a lot of what I'm going through and I mean it's been a few years now that Talon's been gone and she still goes through it so yeah me and her ended up rekindling and now we're back to fucking like we never skipped a beat right I talked to her every day all day long but yeah it's just crazy how traumatic things in your life happens and how many people you gain and lose in the same in the same situation I feel that What's you, why don't you like her? <laughs> See, and mine was like a personal, you know, like that was you. I have my own feelings towards it. And like that was a fucked up feeling. What she did to you is a whole different fucking ball game. Like, you know. So let's just jump right into it. Miss Herbie. Herbie and I had known each other probably the same amount of time, her and Nove, but we weren't really, really close close um, a couple years ago yeah we became pretty close when that's when me and you started kicking it yeah yeah a couple years ago before Addie, so five plus years ago yeah and i i ended up work starting to work at rvc rogue valley cannabis whoop, whoop. i will say that's a dope ass dispensary everybody that i know that worked there loved it now they don't fuck with it but it was a dope dispensary <laughs> <laughs> it was a dope place to work. Yeah, yeah. Be behind the counter and you'll see why everybody left. But um it was a cool dispensary. Um it really got my foot in the door for working in the cannabis industry because after that is when I went in started being a lab tech at Higher Cultures. Oh, that's sick. And got to work in the lab with all the dabs. See, and, that's what I was doing, but I yeah. was at Funk Extracts. Uh, okay, yeah, and I got to learn how to, like, make the distillate, and it was really cool. I liked it. I fucked with it. You become a little chemist. You do. <laughs> you feel really cool. And, you know, you're like, I'm a, I'm a lab tech. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll just touch on it a little bit with Herbie because I don't, I don't really like to give her a lot of my time. Um, she is definitely somebody who... Right after I had went through the situation I had went through with Destiny that I had talked about a couple episodes ago, I was dating a dude and I had found out later on when Herbie and I were, Herbie and I had worked together, mind you, at RVC. We were like hand in hand, you know, the two blonde besties at RVC. And I was, we were sitting in the back room and I had gotten a text letting me know that, you know, my little work 
bestie. Your bestie that's sitting right next to you. Was a scandalous ass bitch. <laughs> Literally. And at this time, you know, she had sat there and denied it up and down that she had ever done anything behind my back with dude. What did text say? You never said what the text said? The text had said, basically explaining that this dude and her had done it all. They were literally holding hands, like, behind my physical back. I can't. When, you know, me and her boyfriend were sitting right there. And just, it was a literal, like, book full of shit. And she denied it. But her reaction to me after I had read her that text message told me everything I needed to know. Yep. Your reaction is, your and reaction will snitch on you. She goes into our manager's office, tells her manager how truly sick she is and bails on work for the day. And but you are sick to your fucking stomach. You just got caught, bitch. I quit that day. So and Seriously? Yes. That's crazy. I never knew that you quit. Yeah. I mean, I knew you quit, but not that day. Right. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, and it's fucked up because that's happened to you twice. It literally happened to me, like, twice in a row. And so I have, like, really, like, hard trauma with my friendship. Like, really hard trauma with friendship. Good thing I would never go after your fucking husband. Right. Like, ever. Yeah. Fun fact, I dated her husband, though. Yeah. In, like, seventh grade. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Um, They did date. But we were, like those little kid relationships never held hands never kissed played basketball on the basketball court. you know like i would yeah. watch him play basketball like he oh t- my god he was like we dated for like a week yeah literally like a week I and think. then i broke up with her over text no i think he called me and was like it's- no he literally was like <laughs> i'm sorry this isn't gonna work out i'm too old for you Homie, you're like a year older than me. I think literally like a year older. We were in the same grade. Like, bro, come on. You could come up with a better excuse. Again, we were like a fake relationship. Like, literally. You could have broke up with me for fucking anything. Like, literally anything. Middle school relationships. They <laughs> were yeah. the vibe. Um, Fun fact, I dated her husband. I would never, ever go after her fucking husband now. So right. she don't got to worry about me. No, I don't. But I do. I keep a very... I keep my head on a triple swivel because I just don't know who actually has my back, who's actually looking out for me, or who's here to backstab the fuck out of me, period. I have more trauma with friendships than I do with anything in my life. See, that sucks. And I've been through my mom dying, my best friend dying. Uh, I've been through a lot of shit, uh, sexual assault, you know. So many things that we're going to touch on. And it's so crazy. Me and Jordan have been through pretty much the same shit. Um, yeah. Besides, she grew up without a mom and I grew up without my biological father. So very rough, but very different perspectives. Like mm-hmm. we've been through a lot of the same stuff, but like she's a boy mom. I'm a girl mom. Just like you can see two completely different like views of the same thing. Right. Which is so. cool. I also kind of want to touch on the fact that. You know, your friends are supposed to be there for you through thick and thin. And, you know, I've had a friendship or two where my friends weren't there for me through thick and thin. You know, they abandoned me or not abandoned me. I won't say that, but like left me out to dry on times where I needed them really bad. And they knew I needed them because I had made a decision for myself that they weren't happy with. 
And that's selfish on your part as a friend. If you, especially if it has to do with a relationship. My husband and I had gone through a really rough patch. And I'm sure anybody who knows us knows that. It was rough. And through that time, I was really good friends with somebody who decided to just basically up and tell me it's me or him. And that's not fair. And I'm not somebody who is ever okay with or going to be given an ultimatum. But along with your husband, it's literally till death do us apart for a reason. (laughs) My husband and I, like I've touched on in other episodes, have been through the fucking ringer. The ringer, dude. But we're here today. We're happy. We are raising our kids. We are thriving. So to the people who, you know, to anybody who gives somebody an old tomato, I say. (laughs) She said an old tomato. (laughs) You're not a good friend. Not just that. Your job as a friend is to literally be there for somebody and support them through thick and thin. Whether you fucking agree with it or not, you're literally like, yes, to a point, Right, to a point. I'm going to tell you if I think you're making a bad decision 100%. But I'm still going to support you through whatever fucking decision you decide. And that's, that's what I was trying to, you know, like, no matter if it's the fucking decision that I think you're a dumbass bitch, I'm going to tell you that you're a dumbass bitch, but I'm going to support you. Shit, we can walk in it together. Huh? We going to be dumb bitches together. But just know the whole time I'm going to be like, I fucking told you, bitch. No, for sure. Like, (laughs) right, dumb and dumber on our fucking foreheads, but I'm going to be with you through it. Right. So, you know. Me and somebody had a break off. I want to call her fucking Sammy. Don't know why her name's Sammy, but her name is Sammy today. Um, And me and her were super fucking close. She was... The first person that I called when I found out I was pregnant. Right. Um, And I got super fucking close with her kids. She had her son before I had kids. Um, It was super weird how we ended up meeting. Me and her ended up meeting because pretty much somebody that she called her uncle, I started dating. Super fucking weird. Um, And she ended up moving in, like, roommating with everybody. Yeah. I didn't know that's how you guys met. And so I remember her dad... Ended up telling us, she, he was like, hey, my son, my son and his girlfriend and their baby are moving in. And I remember was like, me and that, me and her are not going to get along. What the fuck? I don't get right. along with bitches. What the hell? Me and her fuck ended up bitch. literally two peas in a pod. Right. Like, we would always go outside. I love and- her. I don't have any ill will towards her because her and I have never been through anything. And really, I don't have any ill will towards her either. We just... Kind of went our separate ways. Right. Um, the only thing is, is that it's one of those things that you say, you know, you put in the effort and I expect the same effort. Reciprocation. And there just wasn't that. Every single time something came up, whether it was my son's birthday, my gender reveal, my baby shower, like anything, she was never fucking there. But I will show up for you and your kids. And that's just. For anything. I can't. Right. Um, and so this last my son's last birthday she ended up coming up with some fucking excuse about 30 minutes before my son's birthday party mind you hella people didn't show up this year yeah like it was it's fucked up plain and simple it was me and like fucking a few people your sister came down from california and hannah and miranda stephanie right like my fucking main group my main 
main Jerica people. Came. Yeah. So yeah. um she had some fucking excuse. And after that I didn't even text her back. And she's very famous for like anytime something fucking happens, she'll just delete you. She'll right. delete you off Facebook. She'll delete you off Snapchat. Like you'll go to Messenger and be like, what the fuck, bitch? I'm deleted. Right. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. I just got deleted right. off her social media. And that means we're not friends in real life. If we're not friends on social media, we're not friends in real life. But you can't see my shit now. You're blocked. But no, me and her ended up just kind of having a fall. Blocked. And even now that shit, that one, that one fucked me up just because I am hella close with her kids. My son was super close with her and her husband and I was at her house all the fucking time who knows we might rekindle because right. again we didn't really have like a main fallout just bitch I want some more effort Fuck. yeah no reciprocation is huge and you know uh, I honestly kind of want to touch on a little bit of a different fact not fact but a little bit of a different topic which is how do you feel about disciplining your people's kids so for me, I, as a friend, you know, you know, you're going to drop your kids off at a babysitter. Or for me, I've never had a babysitter. It's always been Mima or a friend. And when you drop them off, you have this view. And this view tells you that you're able to trust this person with your whole entire life because that is exactly what your kids are. Right. And... To have that broken. So let me backtrack a little bit. When I drop my kids off with you, you know, I use the famous line that anybody in, you know, 80s to 90s uses. They're bad, whoop their ass. You know, they're here, put them to work. Yada, 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 etc. Make them do the chores, you know? Period. Do I mean it when I say beat their ass? No. I don't mean it. You should know by common sense that I don't mean actually beat my kids ass. First of all, if I don't beat my kids ass, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And I, November knows, like I'm a very like easy parent. Okay. I, my, my babies get what they want. And so auntie comes over and the difference is though, is that I would never lay my hands on Addie, ever. Um, you're not my fucking kid. Um, right, so I, anybody, I let me touch on, like, anybody, even friend, uh, I mean, even for me, family, you know, if it is not your child, do not feel comfortable disciplining them in a way that you wouldn't want somebody else to discipline your child. Facts. And I know say that louder for the ones in the back that could open that, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And maybe that could be a little bit of an eye opener, you know, take on to what you would want other people to act just like the old preschool saying goes. If, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated. And I'm not saying don't fucking discipline my child. That At all. means if my son is acting up, put him on the fucking corner, put him in the room. You know, there's other ways to discipline a child than to fucking lay your hands on them. Because I'm telling you right now, you lay your hands on my son. And when I pick up my son, I'm going to lay my hands on you. Right. And let's see how you like it. Um, I have dropped friends. I do not talk to people. Um, I've dropped family. I've dropped, plain and simple, don't fucking touch my kid. Like, yeah, I, I, there's not really a, 
anywhere in between. Don't fucking touch my kid. I don't know how else to put that. At all whatsoever, you know. Time out. I do time out, you know, hugely. I'm a time out girl. You know, go to time out. Go to the corner for two seconds. And then I. That's where Auntie comes in. Right yeah. now, Addie is learning that when Auntie's <laughs> here, time out means that you go to your room until we let you out. Because her time out is I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to walk right back out and do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm just bad. Like, I was raised, like, when I was Addie's age until I got with my dad in a way, like, I, not only did I not have, I didn't have discipline, and I also didn't have guidance. So I am trying to find the fine line between being my child's friend and being her parent. Because there there is a fine line between that. And... People say you can't be both, but I don't believe that. I was just going to say that. My mom's famous line growing up was, I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. And I don't know. I, I could never say that to my son. I I, I want, want to be your friend. What I the want fuck? my kids to trust me. I want my kids to confide in me. And I want... Not even just that. I want you to be able to tell me literally anything, whether it's fucking tea at school or... I mean, I don't really give a fuck what it is. My niece, you know, I've raised my niece... Her whole life and I'm still my niece's Misha. friend. Misha. Misha, Misha. Um, but I'm still her friend. You know, I parent her and she definitely doesn't fucking like it. Um, I parent her, but at the same time, I will take I will sit there and bullshit with her. If you want to talk about the tea at school and you want to talk about fucking Gloria You have to flirting know, with Matt. I you mean, have to know where your your boundary is. You have to know when that boundary is going to be crossed between being a friend and being a parent. Because I mean, there are certain situations where sure as shit, I'm going to be your parent and I'm going to tell you no, or I'm going to tell you that's not okay, or you can't go do that. At the same time, I'm not trying to be a drill sergeant is my point. Like I don't want, I don't want to instill fear into my kids. I want them to respect me. And I grew up around all adults, you know, even my dad, who I heavily respect, you know, who he grew up in a house being told, you are a child. I don't need to respect you, mm-hmm. but I'm your parent. You need to respect me. And we're all human. We need right. to respect each other in a very equal way if we ever expect any type of progress. 100%. Me and my mom got into it on New Year's. And I mean, got into it, dog. And... We finally had to, one, have a fucking talk after the fact. And I had to tell her, you know, now is the time that, yes, you're my parent. 100%. You will be my mom until the day that I fucking die. I will come to you for advice. I will come to you for help. All the things. But I'm now an adult. And there's now that line where you can't really parent me anymore. Right. right? Like, it's almost to that point where you're more my friend than my parent. Because I'm fucking my, grown. My dad is my best friend. Like right. my dad. You get that's to that an point. example. You know, my dad's a good example of like my dad knows that we are past that point where he needs to be my parent. Even when he tries to be my parent, he doesn't do it in a way of like, I'm trying to tell you what you need to do. He does it in a way of like, I'm trying to guide you in the right direction based off of my experiences and what I've been through because I want you to be successful. Right. And my mom is learning that. Right. And I learn a lot from my dad. I aspire to be the type of, I can't say the type of parent my dad is because my dad is a 
money hungry man like that my dad is my dad came from dirt nothing like literally like didn't have shoelaces on his shoes and so my dad is the type of man that now that he's rich and he has a lot of money ain't gonna stop he will do he would do anything to keep that and so that has made him kind of not a bad parent at all by any means but you know I have little sisters and I have an older sister and both my older sister and my little sisters don't really get at this point why he does what he does or why he's at where he's at. And I think at some point in their lives, they will once they get the chance to get to know my dad, because now that I've gotten the chance to like actually get to know my dad, he, like I said, he's a fucking badass. He's the best person I know. Truly. I adore Jesse. Um, he has brought me into the family since day one, to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah, so. What kind of friend were you growing up? Did you have a lot of friends? Like, no. were you the ideal friend? <laughs> no. Until I got to high school, no. Like, I, I was bullied, actually, quite a bit for... I wouldn't say so much as bullied. I was just, you know how you, in your friend group, there's just that friend. You're the Huff. The outsider. You are just the outsider. Have you seen like, that movie? The, the I Duff. haven't. No. The designated ugly fat friend. Well, I've never been fat. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying it's like the oddball out of the group, you know? Very much so. Like, I, you know, you in a group of friends are talking and you talk and nobody hears you. I was that type of friend in like elementary school and middle school like I I had eaten lunch in the bathroom by like typical eating lunch in the bathroom by myself like multiple times because I didn't have friends in middle school especially when I had moved up to Portland and I didn't know anybody I ate lunch in the bathroom stall like Lindsay Lohan from fucking Mean Girls I could tell you more times than I can count like I had no friends up there I was so lonely and right before I moved actually I met this girl her name was Celia Celia Tonkin actually oh you know Tonkin truck yeah her family owns part of Tonkin trucks (laughs) and this girl took me to her like mansion ranch I don't know what the fuck it was and then I went home for my stepmom to tell me we were moving back and I was like I just made friends with this really cool girl named Tonk Celia Tonkin something and no but you know I had moved back from being in Portland and when I had moved back I started to kind of make friends and then I was really good friends with Lizzie Bickle actually we used to eat lunch every day together eighth grade at Hedrick and you know, at that point, I, I kind of got close with people, but yeah, um, I was just kind of not the cool friend. But when I got to high school, I I was a little bit more known in high school just due to living in the valley, the living in the valley, etc. So yeah, yeah, no. What kind of friend were you? Like, did you did you have a lot of friends growing up? So I got bullied from second grade. Because I feel like when you when you watch like movies growing up and stuff, you get this idea of like how friends are. Well, and like just like 
fairy tale love. Like you think that you're going to go to school and have this core friend group and you guys are going to make friendship bracelets every weekend and you know, you're going to go to soccer games and you're going to be on the same team. And I just, it just wasn't like that for me at all. See, so growing up, I was bullied from second to eighth grade, like super fucking bad bullied. I remember I used to literally cry to go to school. Like it was fucking bad. Um, mind you, my whole life I moved all over the place. Right. Um, we didn't stay for a Which lo- is hard. Like, it's so hard to be friends that way. I was always the imagine. new girl. Like, constantly. I was always the fucking new girl at school. I went to, I think it was like, I'm not over-exaggerating, like eight or nine middle schools from like sixth to eighth grade. That's um, crazy. So, and that's also from moving from California to Oregon, back to California, back to Oregon. Um, and so, going from California to Oregon... One is two different fucking worlds. Oregon is very slower pace and a lot of weird kids. I'm not, yeah. not trying to be mean or anything, but moving from like Sacramento with like the thug appeal and right. kids are just, we were just cooler than you guys. I don't yeah. fucking know. Um, but moving here, I got bullied really fucking bad my eighth grade year. Like super fucking bad. I got bullied by, bro. <laughs> We're not going to name, we'll name drop one of them, but I got bullied by this kid named Ray Crawford. Okay. And I don't even know how the fuck this Dude, kid bullied Ray, me. Ray was on my dad's junior Comets team. Okay. <laughs> he was so he was a, fucking mean. He was an asshole, dude. Like mean. Mean. Like and, mean girl <laughs> energy. Like he was like, m- made you go home and cry type of mean. He really did make me go home and cry. No, for sure. <laughs> um, which is so crazy because the man is like four foot eleven. Like I don't even understand how you could be so mean. I should have fucking kicked you across the football field. Like, He's like four fuck? foot eleven and like albino. <laughs> like what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I cannot think who it is. Oh my god, I remember who it is. Summer's baby daddy, like my niece, that's four, 15 and pregnant. Another fucking world. Another Her baby daddy episode. is Ray Crawford's little brother. No. You're joking. I swear to fucking God. When he told me that, I literally almost kicked him out of my car. Like, I'm not kidding. I, like, looked at him. I was like, I should kick you out of my car right now. Such a small fucking valley we live in. We live in, like, a little fucking bowl. But, yeah. So, I got bullied really fucking bad from, like, second to eighth grade. And then high school came and I became the bully. Like, I'm not fucking kidding. Freshman year came and I was like, fuck you guys. You guys want to bully me? I'll become the bully. And let me tell you. I did that shit so much fucking better than all you guys. Like, I was the meanest bitch. I was the meanest bully. Everybody still to this day is like, bro, you are a fucking bitch. No, legit. I, uh, you are just not somebody who will ever take the higher road. No, I, I will become bigger and better. So, so yeah, high school came. I became the fucking bully. Um, and then sophomore year, I started smoking weed. And after that, I was chill as fuck. Yeah. Everyone loved me. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't give a fuck. I went to school, did my work. I loved doing work. I can't say that I, like, never bullied, but, okay, my stepbrother in high school would wear head to toe a suit. Shut the fuck up. Swear to God. Like, he would wear. Like a, like a wedding suit? Yes. Like, he would wear the fedora. He would wear the suit shirt, a blazer, nice slacks. And dress shoes. Swear to fucking God. Stop. Well, of course he got bullied. And (laughs) I would hope so. Kind of like you. I was like, I got bullied my whole life. Not like I'm not going to join in on it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it happened. He was very mean to me. When we 
were in the car on a road trip one time. He hit me over the side of the head with a fucking Arizona can because I wanted him to roll down the window because his feet stank. Stop. I swear to God. He literally. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. Dead. So, you know, I wasn't what you would call um, cool for school uh, growing up. We but, were too cool for school. Yeah, too motherfucking cool. <laughs> um, but I think that's why I'm such a good friend nowadays, though. To be me, honest, I know I'm, what it's like to not fucking have anybody. And that's the shit I do feeling. too. And, you know, then I go through, you know, at first I go through this bullying drama and then I have to go through Herbie drama and Destiny, Destiny drama. drama. <laughs> and so for me, I'm just like, fuck a friend. I'm traumatized. Don't, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. We don't want any more new friends. Don't talk to me. What's that song? Stop. Don't, <laughs> don't talk, talk to me. me. <laughs> yes. Like, you don't. are correct. You're, you're picking up what I'm dropping down. Yeah. So let's end this with what was not on your itinerary this week? Uh, not on my itinerary this week was the fact that my husband called me from. Oh, my God. Fucking Tampa Beach, Florida, mind you. <laughs> and. Miami, where where they're also going. And it's like, hey, babe, I know that I've been gone for a month. Since literally on Christmas Day. Yeah, I know that I've been gone for a month, but I'm going to be about three more weeks. My dude, you're supposed to come home literally today, actually. Right. And I'm very thankful for what my husband does. Like, he he paid him bills. But it's really hard to have him gone for two months straight and to while he's gone. She gets to live my life. But the thing is, is your husband gets to come home and he's paying your bills. Homegirl, I don't not got a husband coming home and I don't got a husband paying my bills. So if anybody wants to be my sugar daddy, let me know. DMs are always open. This bitch. What was then on your itinerary this week? Oh, my God. So last week, I'm pretty sure it was last week. Mm-hmm. We talked about the fact that Addie chopped her hair off. Yeah. Right. And it was ha ha ha. So funny. Haha, ha, so funny. Not until it happens to you. Okay, right. so. She was like, it's haha, ha, but not funny. Not ha, funny, haha. Ha. Um, my son had really fucking long hair, um, and I was getting ready to go give him a haircut. And so he went to his dad's house. Literally, I tell his dad, like, hey, I'm going to send you money. I got him a fucking haircut. His hair was nice and long, so it was going to be fucking sick, right? And Daryl ends up texting me, I'm not even joking, like a fucking hour later. And he's like, I have to cut Josiah's hair. What do you mean you have to cut Josiah's hair? He has a fucking appointment. You don't need to cut his hair. Do not touch it. And he's like, no, like I have to cut his hair. He just grabbed my clippers and fucking, bro, at least like Addy like cut up, you know, he like nicked it all over his fucking head. So it looks like he has scars all over his fucking head. And Daryl. Like, you honestly could have hit it with his hair. Like, when you combed it to one, like, little side. Right. You can hide it. It looked fine. And then Daryl decided to buzz it all off. And now my son looks like a fucking cancer patient. And that he has scars all over his fucking head. Stop. So, glad there's no fucking holidays near. Um, You know, we don't have to post any pictures. (laughs) That's me. I mean, we have to take... We're taking my daughter to Disneyland for her birthday and I'm nervous because I wanted to take her to the Bippity Boppity Boutique (laughs) and they have to put their hair in a little sock bun 
And that that heroin is not going in no motherfucking sock bun. Bibbidi boppity boutique is not on your fucking <laughs> itinerary. Itinerary, baby. <laughs> no. So um thank you for tuning in. I know that this was kind of more of a improvised episode this week because it was just something that we needed to talk about. Right. Um, I feel like it was something that's always on our mind and me and her talk about it on a one-on-one basis. Um, so Constantly. might as well fucking bring it to the episode. Right. I, I feel, feel like, like this one is going to be like kind of all over the place. Right. Um, there wasn't a, we didn't have anything lined up. I literally came here and we're like, this, this is what we're doing. Right. We didn't really put a, I mean, we kind of put a label on it, friendship and friendship breakups, but. This one's just about life. I feel right. like also a lot of people, though, constantly message and want to know our life. There's a lot of things that you guys want us to talk about. How I left my baby daddy. Why we're not together anymore. Um, people have asked me, like, why are you a fucking single mom? So, yeah, we will. We're just trying to kind of touch on, you know, what we think you guys want to hear each week. And next week, you know, we got a lot of requests for doing conspiracy theories. So, so many. And like you guys know, I'm the biggest conspiracy theorist ever. So next week, we promise we will give it to you guys. We will. We will. We'll be bringing up the good old Gypsy Rose. <laughs> yeah. Um, our opinion on her kind of changed. We, we flip flop. <laughs> We're not normally flip floppers, but we flipped the fucking flop because. And it was so crazy because we did it like this same fucking night. Like she woke up and I'm like. Bro, we didn't do one about Gypsy Rose. She's like, I'm down. I'm like, and I don't fucking like the bitch. Yeah, but I don't fuck with that bitch no more. <laughs> so, so next yeah. week it will be about Gypsy Rose and some good old conspiracy se- conspiracy theories. So if you guys have any conspiracy theories, we you guys want us to touch on or comment down below because crazy fucking ones. Um, we yeah. want to hear them all. We love you guys. Love you so much. Bye. See you next week. Bye.